Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello everybody, welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My guest today, Bart Merrill, has some fantastic life experience that has taught him some things about how to monetize your mindset. I'm intrigued, Bart. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. What is this monetize your mindset thing? Tell me where you're coming from on that. Well, I... One of the things that has happened just recently is I, I volunteer at the Haven House, which is a drug rehab center, yes. and I hear some of these stories. Mm. And one that sticks out in particular is a young lady was up there telling her story, and she talked about her neglect and her abuse and how she thought that was normal. It was, yeah, all she knew. And it just struck me that people however they grow up, think that their life is normal. And I grew up with a dad that really encouraged me, really helped me to to be an entrepreneur. I started my first business at age 15. And let's go back a few years. I bought my first stereo at age 11. It was $285 for this all-in-one system. Uh-huh. You know, it had the cassette deck. The radio. What was on this other side? What do you think it was? The the, the turntable. No, that was on top. Oh, that's up on top. Eight track? Eight track. No way. <laughs> so it was wow. all in one system. Little did I know that was going to be an experience. This dates both of us a little bit, Mark. It does. Does anybody know what an eight track is probably anymore? <laughs> right. But it, little did I know that that $285 was going to create an expense every month. Because I had to go buy the tunes. Oh, yeah, the new music. And at age 15, I decided, you know, it's time to change this into an income, an extra income. And with my dad's help and my dad's encouragement, I not only started this business, but Mm -hmm. I created the opportunity. Because in my small town... I mean, I live in this very small town. We had more pigs than people, and we'll get into pigs later. I think you told me you grew up in Podunk, New Mexico. That's not really the name. It's an actual town name. No, (laughs) but you get the picture. Correct. I not only created extra income, I had to create the opportunity because in my small town, I didn't have people banging down the door to hire me for a dance. It's not like there was a sign up on the corner that says hiring disc jockeys. No. So we rented the community center, hired an off-duty cop to be security. Mom and dad this took This is a tic- big operation. Mom and dad took tickets at the door, or pay- took cash at the door. Mm-hmm. I spun records, everybody danced, we had a good time. Then after I did that a few times, guess what happened? The school Started doing their dances and hiring me because I'm the one that was there. You're the guy who does it. So I created created my own opportunity. 
before I knew it, my small $285 system was, you know, $20,000 system with lights and fog and all that good old stuff. And you turned it into an asset mm-hmm. as opposed to a liability. Yes, Robert sir. Kiyosaki taught this, that assets put money in your pocket. Correct. Liabilities take it out. Correct. And I believe that, it. I mean, my dad was a farmer, but he wasn't just a farmer. Mm-hmm. He was a businessman. He owned part of the property that Diamondback Stadium now stands on. Oh. So he made a killing on that deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he wasn't just a farmer. And he had his hands in a mushroom farm in Fillmore, Utah. A dairy farm in Idaho. And we live down in southern New Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 30 miles from the border. Mm-hmm. And so he had his hands in different things. And that's the way I grew up. And if you didn't grow up with that, you're not going to have that mindset. So my, I like to tell people, monetize your mindset. Cash in on your passion because it can be done. What, are you, what do you want to mm. do? What do you need to do? What are you already doing? So that's where you start. Just Thanks. taking an inventory. What is it that I'm already engaged in? Yes, sir. Or that I can reasonably anticipate that I will be engaged in. Yes. What's coming? So I'm going to give you another example. We did with the passion. Okay. Now we have another one that I'm not necessarily passionate about that Mm -hmm. I did that I monetized. It's weight loss. Oh. Was not excited about a diet. Was not excited about exercise. I was not excited about any of that pain that's associated with weight loss. Didn't sound like fun to you, Bart? What's up? It didn't. But my wife decided that I had been working on my before picture long enough, and it was time (laughs) to start on the after picture. I love that. (laughs) So this was 10 years ago. Okay. And I decided, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get paid for it. Because that's what you're doing. Dad trained you to think. Exactly. Basically, that's the mindset. That's the mindset. I bought my domain, my web domain, back to my weddingweight.com. I bought that 10 years ago. I didn't lose the weight until two years ago. So I had that domain for six years just sitting there, costing me money before uh-huh. I found something that worked for me. And I, and, and what it, it, it had, there's many ways to lose weight. There's many ways to, to take oh, care yeah. of Oh yeah. Go Google that one. But I found something that worked for me that, I mean, I, I lost 48 pounds in two months and five days without going to the gym. And I've kept mm. it off for two years now. Oh, wow. Okay. So the, the point being is that I found something that worked for me that fit with me. And I monetized it. I'm not necessarily passionate about weight loss. Right. But, but I am excited that I did it for myself. And you knew that this was something that you would be doing. It, as you said, your wife told you that you're done working on your before picture. Exactly. Good enough, Bart. Now, let's start working on the other one. It's, that's fascinating to me that you purchased the domain... Approximately eight years before you actually lost the weight or found something that really worked for you. Yes. So your mindset all along was, 
I'm going to do something with this. And then you took actual steps to put you in position to monetize that. Because, of course, in your mindset, it's going to happen at some point. Correct. And that's, that's, wow. that's the mindset. That's Once again, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you need to do? Mm-hmm. What are you already doing? Can you monetize it? In this world of the internet, wow. how small the world is with the internet, it's, you can monetize anything. So your mindset just naturally goes to, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. How can I make some money while I'm doing it? And it's not that it's not that money is the most important factor. It's just simply available if you're thinking in that mindset. Is that what I'm getting from you? Yes, and I'm glad you went to the money's not the the prevailing factor, but it is. How many GoFundMe accounts do you see on Facebook or now? Yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. And not to be rude to anybody that has one. I'm not, I mean, everybody, I've been in a situation where I thought I was going to need some help. I've been there. I, I get that. But what if we are prepared to go fund ourselves? It's about being prepared right. for when, whenever life happens. And so that's why you need these, these extra income streams and you need to monetize your mindset so that you're prepared for when life happens. So Bart, obviously there's some common elements in the way people actually pull this off. And you see people doing it all the time. You were starting to say a moment ago that in today's world, in the technology era, in the information age, it seems like we could do this with almost any idea or activity that we're already engaged in or think that we might be soon. Yes. And and you can monetize so many things that you wouldn't even think about. My cousin who is mm. into quilting, mm-hmm. she told me that there is a quilt that sold for several hundred thousand dollars. What? And I did that's why I said what? <laughs> and you can monetize whatever it is that you that you're passionate about. It's going to take time. It's going to take, uh-huh. you know, one of the other domains I own that I've never, I don't have anything really parked there right now is neverhadarealjob.com because I've never had a real job. I've always just done my own thing. So this is going to make some people nervous, Bart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the life of an entrepreneur is based in a completely different economy mm-hmm. than the life of an employee, for example. Uh, it, the way it was described to me was that there's a time and effort economy. The time and effort economy is where you punch the clock, you put in your time and your effort, and you take home your paycheck. You work for the weekend, you work to retire. And then there's this other economy. It's called the results economy. And this is where entrepreneurs live because they don't get paid unless they create results. Yeah. And that's what makes people nervous about it. Well, but you don't have to have either or. I'm not saying go quit your job and do this. I'm, I'm saying that you have extra time. Even if you don't think you have extra time. Even if you don't think you do. You right. do. And 
if you use that time productively, you go out and hustle in your off time, whether it's doing a podcast like we're doing or whether it's doing Facebook Lives or or writing a blog or whatever it is to attract the people that you want to talk to. It's done on your off time and, it, and it, you can do it in a 15-minute break. You can do a quick Facebook Live or you can write a quick blog or you can do a video blog. So obviously one of the things that has to happen is to, to put yourself in the places where people are who might be interested in what it is you're doing. Yeah. And that sounds kind of like a, well, duh, sort of an acknowledgement, but that is a really important element. I'm, I'm convinced, Bart, that the things that I'm passionate about, the things that I love, the things that drive me and get me out of bed in the morning are going to be interesting to somebody else too, but I have to get in front of them. I have to get into a place where they are in order to have that conversation. That's kind of what you're talking about. And, and share your knowledge, share your experience. It's, it's give, your, give value to people so that they want to know more from you. Right. Uh, I think you might use this. I, I think it was in one of yours where you said to a, to a third grader, a sixth grader is... Is an expert. Is an expert. Didn't you say that? Yeah, I think I got that from one of my guests, Shelly Corey. Told me that. Yeah. And so to you you sometimes have this this doubt. You have this Oh, it's so oh, common. It's nobody want can get I'm value not, out of what I have to say. There's no nobody's gonna pay for what I have to say or what I can show people. Right. But it it, it all is based on who is your audience. Right. If you're an entrepreneur and you're making $3,000 a month in residual income to the person who's not making anything, they look at you and go, That's wow. That's a pretty good example of success. If you're yeah. trying to attract, if you're making $10,000 a month in residual income, well, then people making the four and five will think, hmm. I, can, I can learn from this guy. Right. So wherever you are is perfect. That's where you start from. Yes. We've queued this up well, Bart. As we come back from this break, I think we'll dig into some of the principles that are behind that and maybe get really practical about what some of our listeners can do. Sound good? Sounds good. We'll be right back, folks. This is Bart Merrill at Live On Purpose Radio. You all know that I'm excited about positive psychology. Finally, there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy. My friend Scott Wilhite developed this app. Scott, tell us about it. Well, uh, it's called Feed Your Happy. It's like seven habits meets the Fitbit, where you get mm, mental training it. on seven core skills to happiness, and you get the tracking ability too, so that you can chart. Anything you chart improves faster. If you like apps, if you like games, if you like happy, this is it. Feed Your Happy, it's available now in the App Store. And welcome back. We've got Bart Merrill at Live On Purpose Radio today. Bart, I was just at the aquarium with my grandkids. And 
the aquarium has all of these awesome animals and displays, right? Well, they try to make these displays conducive to the animal's mental health, apparently, because how would you feel if you're just in a stark open cage, right? right. So right. they put in all the foliage and the rocks and the, the bark and stuff that they can hide in and around. And sometimes it's a little hard to see the little critters. You have to really look. Well, I'm looking into this cage and trying to find, I think it was a tree boa or something, and, and looking for this snake. Well, a guy comes up behind me and he says, do you see the snake? <laughs> and I said, no, actually, I'm looking for it. And he said, it's right in front of your eyes. And that didn't help, you know, <laughs> because I'm, I still didn't see it. He reaches up and points at the glass, and that snake was literally right in front of my eyes, leaning off of the branch and looking through the glass at me. I didn't even see it. It was green, the same color as as the leaves, and my mind just completely dismissed it as something that was irrelevant. It's not what I'm looking for. It was right in front of my face, Bart. And I didn't see it. And this guy commented, he says, sometimes it hides in plain sight. That is the perfect segue to what I wanted to talk about right now. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> you remember the story Acres of Diamonds? Yeah, Earl Nightingale, wasn't it? And it's about a guy, Ollie Hafed. He's a farmer. Uh-huh. He sells his farm, goes in search of diamonds. Right. He dies poor alone and in a foreign land, and he never found his riches. Yeah. However, the farmer that bought his farm was out watering his camel in the stream, and he sees this strange rock, Mm. and he picks it up, and it's a diamond. Wow. And there's literally acres of diamonds in what was Ali Hafed's backyard. It was right there the whole time. My family, we have a similar story. Instead of acres of diamonds, we call it acres of pig poop. <laughs> oh, nice. So, like I said, I grew up in Podunk, New Mexico. Right. My dad was a pig farmer. We had a pig farm. We had roughly 2,000 sows. For those who don't know what a sow is, it's wow. a mama pig. That's a lot of pigs. That's a lot of pigs. We shipped 800 to 1,000 pigs each and every week. Wow. That creates a lot of pig poop. (laughs) That is some serious pig poop. We had these three man-made ponds that we would divert the stuff into. One year it would go to this one and we would switch it to the next pond. Just rotate and rotate and rotate. Uh When dad was in his mid-60s, he decided it was time to shut down the pig operation and go in look of his next acres of diamonds. Like like we talked, he was a businessman. He looked for things. And he... Died at age 81, never finding his next big acres of diamonds. He didn't find the, the diamond mine. He didn't. About, about two years after he died, we sold the farm for $235,000. And that was the appropriate price for the property. Uh-huh. Six months later, the new owners of our property were leveling those ponds that had since been dried on top. Yeah. As they were leveling it, the big grater sunk, broke through the crust and sunk Ooh. up to its belly in, in this black muck. Yeah. We know where it came from. 
nervous, they called in some environmental experts, company to come and check it and make sure it was okay. And right there on the spot, the new company or the company offered them $2,000 a ton for the stuff. That's a dollar a pound for pig poop. No kidding. No kidding. Fertilizer. And there was a lot of tons there. There's four or 500 tons. So the property that we sold for $235,000 is now worth over a million dollars. Because of the pig poop. Because of the pig poop. That was there all along. It was there all along, and I, right under my dad's nose. Smelly pig poop, right under my dad's nose. Hiding in plain sight. And he, and he struggled the last of his life looking for the, his acres of diamonds, and it was right there. So we can't overlook what is wow. right there. Once again, it goes back to what do you want to do? What do you need to do? What are you already doing that you enjoyed, that you enjoy? Can you monetize it? And it might be hiding in plain sight. Might be hiding in plain sight, right in your backyard, right under your nose. We don't see it. We don't smell it. We don't notice it because we become blinded to it. We get so stuck in our own way of thinking, in our traditional mindset, whatever that is. Right. What is it that you think is going to help people to, to see it, to smell it? To make them aware. I mean, it's okay to have questions. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to to do these things, but if you... There is a, a, a company I'm involved with that I had questions about. And I didn't get my questions answered for, for about a month. It, it, if you want to say I was on the fence, I wasn't in action. It's okay to have questions, but don't think you know the answer. Get your questions answered so that you have the ability to free up your ability to act. You... It frees up your deer in the headlights. Yeah. Because you got the questions answered. If you don't get them answered and you think you know it, and you're just sitting there like a deer in the headlights. And so it's okay to have questions. Mm. It's okay to have doubts. But you have to get past them so that you can have the action. Because action is what's necessary. The hustle. It's based on an assumption too, Bart, and I'm hearing this in everything that you've shared today, an assumption that there is, in fact, value there in whatever it is, you know, yeah. that, that you're doing or going to do or that where you find yourself currently. Sometimes it just feels like a stinky mess. <laughs> that doesn't mean that there's no value. So if right. you approach it with that assumption, then you ask a different question. It's not, well, why do I have to deal with this stinky mess? The question becomes, what is the value and where is it? And, and value to whom? I mean, it starts to, to bring up a whole lot of different, more useful questions. Correct. And then once you get those questions answered, then you can act. Then you can hustle. Once you start to hustle, right. then you can monetize it. It'll direct your efforts As you recognize the value. And it may not be like that. 
Yes. I bought that domain 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It didn't start becoming an asset to me till two years ago. So it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You got to have patience. Some will have, sometimes it'll happen quicker than others. I love what you said just a few minutes ago about the questions, and it's okay to ask those questions and to be open to the answers and to the possibility that you don't already know the answer. It, I think if we assume that we know the answer already, we shut her down. Yep. It's like there's no opportunity or openness to what might be available and right in front of our eyes, hidden in plain sight, because we already know the answer. And that's the key right there to monetizing your mindset and cashing in on your passion, mm. is being open to the idea. You've done a nice job of, um, of doing this through your life. You share these ideas with people now, too. Yes. I know that you do some speaking and some coaching, how can our listeners get in touch with you if, they, if they're if they intrigued with what it is that you're saying here? Bartmerrill.com. Bart Merrill, spelled B-A-R-T-M-E-R-R-E-L-L. Correct. I double-checked. It's like the boot. But not like the actress Meryl Streep. Not like the actress Meryl Streep. <laughs> Although you had... A client or someone misspell your name that way. I did. Bart Merrill, spelled with two R's, E-L-L at the end, dot com. com. Okay. Awesome. Bart, is there a final thought or tip that you want to leave our listeners with as we close up today? Just be open to the opportunities that are out there. If you have questions, don't sit and stew about them. Get them answered. Which implies that you're going to talk to people or ask questions. Correct. Monetize your mind to that. Cash in on your passions and be prepared for whatever happens when what happens happens because it will happen. Life happens. Profoundly said and watch out for the big poop. That's right. (laughs) It might be hiding in plain sight right in front of you. Folks, you've heard it from Bart Merrill today at Live On Purpose Radio. It's time to go live on purpose.